Hey everyone, happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. I did. There's a lot going on around here, but it's all good stuff. Everybody's happy and healthy and doing all the things. So this week, I've decided to give you the audio version of a recent YouTube video that I produce. The reason I share that it's coming from YouTube is that you will hear reference to me talking about in this video. <laughs> so I wanted you to be prepared for that. But the reason I wanted to share this clip was twofold. First of all, if you're somebody with ADHD or you're somebody who's a little bit on the older side and you've thought about doing a business for yourself or starting a creative project, I think there's a lot of tidbits in here that might be helpful for you. But there is secretly another reason why I wanted to share this video. And here's why. I recently went back to listen to this recording and without even knowing it, I had demonstrated my top character strengths as it relates to my entrepreneurial journey. And I outline all of the businesses that I've done and whether or not they were technically a success or a failure, but what I learned from it. And every time I reflected on what I learned from it, I reflected on my top character strengths, which are love of learning, hope, gratitude, uh, curiosity, and humility or perspective. I can't remember which, those are in my top six. The reason why I think this is really important is it's a demonstration that regardless of whether or not you are technically successful or not successful in any endeavor, as long as you are leaning into and using your character strengths, you're going to look back at that with positive memories and perspective. That's really important. There's a ton of research that goes with the VIA character strengths, and all of it points back to when we as human beings are showing up and using our top character strengths in whatever capacity, whether it's work, whether it's relations with other people, uh, creative projects, no matter what it is, when we're showing up and leveraging our top most natural character strengths, we feel better. We are happier. We enjoy life and we perceive increased well-being. There's a lot of research around this. I'm not just spouting self-help woo-woo stuff here. So knowing what your character strengths are and how to best lean into them when you're starting to do something new is pivotal to creating the follow-through that you need and also the right mindset around getting started and moving through the hard parts of every project, every task, anything that we want to do and accomplish in our lives. It seems to be that when things get hard, which is very often just when things get boring for those of us with ADHD, we have to have something that will help us get past that wall of awful. And our character strengths and knowing what they are is a great way to build scaffolding around those areas that we know we need extra support. So you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Karen, how does one actually figure that out? You can go to the Via Character Strengths website, just Google it and take your character strengths assessment and they will immediately spit out a reading for you. Everybody has the same 24 character strengths, but they're listed in order of how often we use things or how infrequently we use things. So your bottom character strengths are not weaknesses versus strengths. They're just strengths that you don't use very often. And I'll give you an example of that. 
I work out every single day. I do it for my mental health because I know on the days that I don't work out, I feel like garbage. Now, you would think somebody who works out every day and that watches their diet and makes sure they get enough sleep, you would think that that type of person is high in self-regulation, which is one of the character strengths. I'm not. <laughs> like most ADHDers, we are actually very low in self-regulation unless it's something that's really important to us. And then self-regulation pops up to the top. So it's also really interesting to look at those lower character strengths and identify when they come up for you. You will be able to thread that back to things that are inherently important to you. Now, that's a whole conversation for another podcast, and I've actually done one in the past. But the reason I wanted to bring this up now is that character strengths is one of the tools I use in my program, Distraction to Action, which is currently open but closing for registration on Sunday. I have two spots left for this program. It is a small group coaching for folks with ADHD or those who identify with the symptoms of ADHD or who just struggle with distraction and they have something in their life that they want to get clarity on and move forward with. Anybody who meets that criteria is welcome. Now, I've shared in the past that I don't know if I'll ever do this group live again. I'll wait and see how this first session goes before I decide that, but my intention is not to do it live again. So if you want want to jump into one of those two remaining spots, then hit the link in the show notes. It will take you to the registration, which you can find out more about. I will say that we are meeting every Monday for six plus weeks. And the plus is one additional follow-up session that we haven't yet scheduled. And every week we're going to walk through a process of learning a little bit more about our ADHD and applying that to something specific. So it's an actionable program where you're going to be able to work through your projects and understand how you can better support yourself to make sure that you follow through with things. So that's the program and character strengths is a big piece of it. But I wanted to share that just in case you want to know what your character strengths are. I highly recommend using the VIA Character Strengths Assessment. It is free, it is private, and it is steeped in research. So with that said, we're now going to move on to the main act of this podcast, which is my advice for you if you are interested in starting a business or a creative project and you have ADHD and or you're over 50 or 40 or any age where you think you might be too old because spoiler alert, you're not. Anyway, on that note, guys, enjoy and I will speak to you next week. If you are a woman over the age of 50 and you've been dreaming of starting a business, but you think that you are too old or it's too late, then this is the video for you. This is also the video for you if you are someone with ADHD and you worry whether or not you can actually be successful in a business. So let's start out with a few stats. Did you know that entrepreneurs that launch businesses in their 50s are two times more likely to be successful than entrepreneurs that start businesses in their 20s? Also, ADHDers are 300 times more likely to become an entrepreneur than the average bear. So that should give you an idea of the vast amount of people that are in the entrepreneurial space and who is seeing success. So I do have some tips for you if you find yourself in either camp. But before I do, I'll give you a brief history of my entrepreneurial ventures which have not always been successful. The first business I launched was in 2009. It was a licensed business. So I licensed a region of a national brand and that was Ladies Who Launch. And it was a women's entrepreneur network and I had the Los Angeles and Orange County regions. And I ran that business for two years. 
I would call it a success because I met amazing people and I eventually sold my share of the business to my partner, but it wasn't exactly a screaming success and I wasn't retiring from the, the proceeds of the sale, let's put it that way. I did, however, meet amazing people and I would never trade a minute of that experience to be sure. The best things about every business I've had, whether it was financially successful or not, were the things I learned about myself. So in that first business, I learned that I do not want to have to show up for a live event ever. I am very focused on having a fluid schedule where I'm able to work and create based on my own time and energy and when I feel like doing work, which is a lot of the time. But sometimes I don't feel like doing work and I really resent it when I have to show up somewhere. So I knew that going forward, I was never going to have a business that required me to show up at meetings or anything like that. I also learned that structure was so important for me. I didn't know I had ADHD then, but I bought into a business that had an existing marketing plan, an existing product and sales process and websites and all of those things. So it was really easy for me to run with it because there was something there that I could just enhance and tweak so that it worked for me. And I didn't realize how important that was until I started my second business, which was a food product. It was a protein pancake mix that I developed on my own. I did all the branding, all the formulations. I found a co-packer to do the work. And I ran that business for two years until I ultimately shut it down. I would not call that business a success because there was no successful exit there. However, I again learned a ton. I realized that I can start something from scratch and I learned every aspect of starting a business and creating sales channels and distribution and customer relations, all of those things, which was not easy. But what I also learned is that I need to be authentically connected to my audience. I had created that product with a fitness person in mind because they would understand the value of a high-protein, low-sugar pancake mix, and they would pay a premium amount for it. But who ended up really buying it was bodybuilders. And while bodybuilders are great and they were really jazzed about my product, I wasn't authentically connected to them, which made my marketing efforts really hard. So I realized that the next time I was going to start a business, I needed to be connected to the people that I was serving. Throughout the entire duration of both of those businesses, I also had a blog. Now, this wasn't a business until I would say 2019. Before then, it was just a hobby. But in 2018, I had grown the blog enough to get on a premium ad network and start doing affiliate deals and brand deals. So I still have that website today. It's called The Fit Habit. And I consider it a success because it's a true expression of who I am. Somebody who's very passionate about health and fitness and living well after 40 and after 50. So if you are in that space and you want to get fit and you want to do it in a very sustainable, doable way, go check out my website because I've got a ton of different recommendations and workouts and recipes, all the things. The other thing I've learned about blogging is that it's something that I can do to express myself creatively on my own time and schedule. Like I said, with the first business I had, there's no impediments on my schedule. I work whenever I want and when I feel like it, when I'm inspired. And a lot of my traffic growth comes from SEO. Thank you, Google. But I don't have to adhere to any sort of content schedule unless I have a brand contract that I'm working on, which is very rare with that web website. 
Now, that website does not make a ton of money, but it is a nice extra piece of income that pretty much grows on its own, and I'm extremely grateful for it. The last business is the business that I have today. I kicked it off at the beginning of the year, and that is my ADHD coaching service and also content creation around ADHD. Since learning that I had ADHD, it has been my sole passion and desire to inspire folks with ADHD to live their best life and to find tools and strategies to really thrive in a world that's not created for them. And I'm very aligned to this because I have ADHD. I'm also very aligned to it because I love coaching. I love all things personal development, productivity, growth. These are things that are part of my inherent nature. They're part of my personal character strengths. And I am extremely aligned to everything that I do, both in terms of content creation and in my coaching. So this business consists of an additional website that's dedicated to ADHD lifestyle. I have this YouTube channel that I've started to grow. And I also have a very thriving ADHD podcast, which you should be listening to. I hope you're listening to my podcast. I'll link everything below. And then the other side of my business is one-on-one and group coaching with busy, ambitious brains that want to get schnizzled on, but they need somebody who understands their brain to help them get there. So if you are interested in coaching, I will also leave that information below. So that is my experience with businesses and what I consider success and failure. They have all given me so, so much in terms of learning and connection and just personal growth. Entrepreneurship is by far the best way to build self-awareness and understand who you are as a human being. It's also a great way to express yourself creatively, which is something that we all need to do. So if you are somebody who's in their 50s or you are somebody with ADHD and you're a little nervous about moving forward with something like this because you've never done it before or you think that you can't, then my best recommendation to you is to just start super small. Don't quit your day job because that's not going to help you move forward with confidence. Keep your day job, do a side hustle, dip your toe in whatever area you want to start with. I know a lot of folks have different opinions about MLMs, but I will say if you do your research and you find a company that doesn't require you to buy like a bunch of inventory to start off or charge you large startup fees, then that's a great way to start a business with some existing structure and an existing brand. And then you can decide whether or not that business model is for you. But overall, I would say start small, keep it super simple and leverage automation. What do I mean by that? So never before has there been so many opportunities to, for you to automate certain parts of your business so that it frees you up to do other things. So for me, that means leveraging software instead of having to hire people quite yet. So for example, all of my coaching work is done through a platform where it's completely automated. Folks see my packages, they buy them, they book time with me, and I don't have to do anything. I just show up on Zoom and away we go. Another thing that I'm using is Teachable, which is an on-demand teaching platform for a lot of the tools that I want to build for folks that don't necessarily want to do coaching. I also use Descript to edit all of my podcasts and my videos so that I don't need to hire a video editor yet. And that's been super helpful. And I use Tailwind to distribute a lot of my social media content for both of my websites. And that means I don't need to hire a social media manager just yet. So I have found that that has been a really great way for me to stretch my dollars. Generally, there's small investments with some of these softwares, but 
if they can prevent you from having to hire before you're ready to manage other people, then I think it's a great investment. But start small, automate where you can, find something that you are aligned to, not just passionate about, and find a way of solving a problem to an audience that you feel passionate to serve. And I think that might be the most important thing that I could stress to you. And also figure out whether you're somebody who likes to be committed to a schedule or likes to be more asynchronous with their work schedules, because that I found is a real important thing, especially for ADHDers. So that's what I've got for you today. If you are somebody who is interested in starting a business, I am not selling any online marketing courses or anything like that, but I would love to share my experience with you if you have questions. So please do drop them below. And I hope you enjoyed this video, guys, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.